0: NFL trade deadline was actually kind of wild it had more than I think we we expected and there was so much talk about teams whether they were going to be buyers going to be sellers you kind of felt like there was going to be a little bit of a letdown there now we did have moves before the deadline like the JC Jackson trade and you know Chase Claypool and Van Jefferson like those trades happened you know weeks before But to see Chase Young and Montez Sweat go, I wasn't surprised in Washington. Leonard Williams goes to Seattle yesterday. Kevin Byard a little bit before. And Joshua Dobbs getting traded today to Minnesota. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Rasul
1: Douglas.
0: Rasul Douglas. That was a big one that kind of came out of nowhere. And then the Donovan Peoples-Jones trade to Detroit. I mean, I'm looking at that going, they're adding another weapon to that offense. That, to me, was one of the biggest trades of the entire Deadline day, just just today, not everything else, but everything that happened today. Yeah, Detroit adding another weapon at wide receiver with that offense already. Oh, they are all in. I love seeing it.
2: I think that means Jamison Williams might be the odd man out as far as like props, fantasy. Maybe like they like him, but he's not ready. He's not love him. Yeah, he's not like ready for that offense quite yet. The Ben Johnson offense, they're still going to use him, but I think that he's not coming along as fast as quickly as they thought. So I think People's Jones. Might steal some of those targets, some of those snaps. Um, My takeaway with the 49ers, Chase Young's never going to be a double-digit sack guy. But, man, Mm -hmm. I mean, now when you have to game plan already for Nick Bosa on the opposite side, you get two Ohio State pass rushers. Um, That's going to be really fun. They win at the deadline. I don't know how they continue to do it last year. It's Christian McCaffrey. They just keep adding, adding, adding John Lynch. Um, continues to get it done, which is why I think the salary cap is a little bit of a joke. Uh, The Vikings (laughs) trading for Dobbs. That's cool. Um, Good for him. Maybe they they could win a couple more games. I still think the Lions win the NFC North. The Bills picking up Rasul Douglas, I think is probably like the sneaky underrated move at the deadline because they lose Trey White, their best cover corner. Rasul Douglas, I really like. He holds a little bit too much, but you could play him like in that more physical slot role. You could play him on the outside and you could match him up really well against opposing tight ends. He's really good at that. And he's a guy that actually wants to win. After that last game, he was in the locker room while Jair was giving one-word answers. He's given up on the team. And Rasul Douglas was in tears, sitting there in his pad, uh, pads and helmet because he still wants to win. And uh, what the hell are the Bears doing?
1: Adding, I guess.
2: Are, getting... like, are they going to pay him? Are they going to extend him? Because that's an expiring deal. Are they thinking that, hey, the NFC North is a dumpster fire. Maybe we could win next year. We got more cap space than anybody over 100 mil. We bring in Sweat. We get that deal done. We start mm-hmm. building from this defense. I don't know. Uh, that one kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought he'd go to a contending team, but good for them.
0: You, that that If you're the Bears, you're doing that because you've either talked to his agent, you have some level of confidence, or you're just willing to offer an overpay to keep Montez Sweat. That, yeah. That's the only way that that trade works out because that second round pick that Washington got from Chicago is going to be a pretty good second round pick. Yeah, really they is. may have three picks in the top 43 now, like where it stands right now, that would be the 43rd pick in the draft. So that when, when you see teams, if you're going to rebuild, if you're going to gut something, you got to go all in. You've got to be able to make those sacrifices and say, this guy's going to be done at the end of the year. Does paying the big money for this pass rusher, this corner, this receiver make sense now when we're three, four years maybe away? Or can we even shorten that timeline by getting some younger players? But like you you can have all the draft picks you want, if you don't have front office people that can identify that talent in the draft, it doesn't matter.
1: No, and I'm a little bit stunned that Chicago thinks they're closer than they are, and yeah. they want to add to their defense, and I get you want to get better defensively, because you've been terrible for a few years now, and maybe take some pressure off of your quarterback, mm-hmm. whoever that ends up being, whether yeah. that's Justin Fields, or maybe you get somebody in the draft, but like, you can't just allow your defense to get cooked, and then you're, you know... It, give up easy touchdowns. I just wasn't expecting that. Their corner just requested a trade. They don't move him. And then they add Montez Sweat maybe to make the you know the rest of the defense feel like they're uh, behind them. It was very strange.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're 2-6. and six. Maybe they look at it like, hey, in the NFC North, maybe we get hot, we get Justin Fields back here, and we could get into the playoffs mm-hmm. with like a 7-8 win season. I don't think that's what they're thinking. It's just like right now, like you said, they're not getting any pass rush and Sweat through eight games has six and a half sacks, I believe like 35 and a half the first five seasons. And they could probably get – I want to see what they have to pay him, though. And giving up a second-round pick, I mean, that's a pretty damn good pick for a young team. Yeah, but I mean, they do have the cap money, so I guess it makes sense. And he's only, what, 27 years old?
0: So, yeah, they're getting somebody. They already know what he's done on the field versus another draft pick that maybe pans out, maybe doesn't. And when you're when you are a young team that's kind of been rebuilding for – how how long have the Bears been rebuilding? It feels, uh, like, 1986. 1986 yeah. is what it feels like. No, 2012. So, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a certain point where you say, we can't build everything through the draft. You've got the cap space. Let's go get a veteran that we know he can produce at an NFL level. We've seen that he's one of the better pass rushers in the NFL we'll give up this second round pick and then just be willing. Again, it may be an overpay. You talk about the cap space, that's how you do it. You're like, I know maybe you don't want to be here, Yeah. but how's an extra 10 million sound really there, quick, Montez?
2: You know what? I When I think about it, though, I think what the Bears are doing is smart, right? They have all that money to spend and maybe Justin Fields is not the guy. He's most likely not the guy. And you finish with two, three, four wins. You could get your quarterback and you could win before you have to pay your quarterback. Like, maybe you get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. Maybe you get J.J. McCarthy. I don't know who it ends up being. But you could get your rookie quarterback, or you have Justin Fields. You figure out what you're doing, and then you have your skill position players, right? Like, Mooney's a true number two. Cole Komet, you just extended, and you're giving him all that money next year. That's when that cap, uh, the money really kicks in. And you still have D.J. Moore. So it makes sense if you build that defense, if you build that offensive line. Because the offensive line's actually improved every week. Week one, week two, it was a mess. Mm -hmm. Now they're trending in the right direction. Uh, Darnell Wright's been pretty good when he's been healthy out there. So maybe they're just looking at the the division like, hey, Kirk Cousins is not coming back to Minnesota. Um, He's not going to be healthy next year, most likely. Packers are farther off further off than we thought because Jordan Love doesn't look very good. And that defense with all those first round picks, like they're selling pieces off. And then the Lions are a fun story this year. But what if Ben Johnson leaves? Is Jared Goff still Jared Goff without Ben Johnson? You know, um, so maybe what they're doing is smart because they got a lot of money, man.
1: I was having this debate earlier. You talked about Ben Johnson leaving. And this is just a random hypothetical, but I was talking about it. So I wanted to get you guys' opinion. Who do you think would be a better coach for the L.A. Chargers? Lou Anarumo or Ben Johnson?
2: Does Kellen Moore stay with the Chargers if he doesn't get the head coaching? Or do you think, like, I don't know that Lou comes over and Kellen Moore gets to keep his job. Yeah. So I'll go with yeah. I just really you love know what? what Ben Johnson's done. I'll say Lou Anaruma you because really? the Chargers need to fix the defense. They spent all the money to fix the defense it didn't work out, and the defense has actually weirdly got worse every year since Anthony Lynn's been gone. Yeah. And I don't think there's an issue with the offense. The issue with the offense is they're never healthy. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are never on the field at the same time, and they got to kind of like figure out what they're doing with – because um, Eckler's probably not back next year, I would assume, right? Probably not. The offensive line's fine. Quentin Johnston, you would hope, is a little bit better next year, even the second half of this year. So I don't think the offense is the issue. You know what I mean? Like, you could get another O.C. You could get that young mind, like the next Ben Johnson. You could hire him maybe a year too early to be your O.C., Whereas, even from the college game, there's a couple guys. You know what I mean? Whereas, they have to fix that defense. Because the defense is the issue. Like, last year, man, they were gifted four turnovers in a playoff game from Trevor Lawrence making his first start. And they still couldn't close the door because they couldn't get stops in the second half of that game. So I think Lou Anarumo. I'd might honestly be
0: see it's funny. I'd go the other way mainly because you've tried the defensive coach and yeah. it's not working. And I know there are two different coaches, two different philosophies. It can be different, but when you've got a franchise quarterback, you need an offensive-minded head coach first in the NFL. We've just seen it. Other than what's going on right now in Houston, when I mean D'Amico Ryan's is really kind of I I would say not only exceeding expectations but kind of bucking the trend of really it's only offensive minded head coaches nowadays that have success Ben Johnson and what he's been able to do with Jared Goff and the rest of that offense in Detroit I think is a perfect fit when you can find good young uh, smart defensive coaches that are out there to be a new defensive coordinator and I I mean again at that point Kellen Moore is not going to stay if you hire really probably anybody else as a head coach so you're going to lose even that continuity and have another offense again. I would go Ben Johnson, and I would look for a defensive coordinator that's out there. Yeah. Just because I I don't want to waste what you've got with Justin Herbert. I think—oh,
2: I'm sorry, go
1: on. I was just going to say, it's such an interesting question because yeah. that was the exact conversation that we had. What you guys just said, so, I, I mean, you have, uh, you know, you have Brandon Staley, who is this defensive mind. Like, will the ownership buy into another defensive coach? Yeah. Like, Lou Anarumo has proven that he is that guy. He can fix defensive Mm -hmm. problems. He can make the the Bengals. Who who, Let's be honest. Like, they have some real deficiencies, and he's found a way to make it work. It's a fascinating uh, hypothetical. It
2: really is. You would think, like, Ben Johnson would want to be paired with, like, the quarterback of the future. Like, maybe a rookie. But then you look at the NFL draft, and I know it's only week eight, so it's hard. But, I mean, the way that it would stack up right now would be Arizona number one, Mm -hmm. Chicago number two, and Arizona's not going to be hiring a new head coach. Chicago might, though. Think, like, if you're Ben Johnson, I would want to go to the Bears. Eberflus, you could easily get rid of him. You can't everybody. uh, Buy Luke Getze. And then Ben Johnson takes over full play calling, gets to choose his defensive coordinator, and he gets to draft Drake May, Kayla Williams, whoever his flavor is, and then that's his quarterback for the next 10 years or so. Or, you know, I mean, Chicago would have the second or third pick even. That'd be the sexiest job. And I don't think they're attached to Eberflus. And they have all that money, and now they're starting to spend on defense. Maybe that's what the Bears are thinking. Hey, we could steal Ben Johnson from the division. Or you have the Giants at four. They're not going to hire a head coach. No. Um, New England's not hiring a head coach. No. Green Bay might be, but I don't they're think so. They're a head coach. They would be picking six right now. That's where Tinkathon has them. Indianapolis not hiring a head coach. Maybe Vegas at eight. I don't think that situation's getting any no. better after what we saw last night. Jimmy Garoppolo is bad.
0: I think that's it for McDaniels. It has to be. Right. Like, you have to have seen enough at this so, point to go, this this ain't working. Maybe so, if
1: you're Ben Johnson, you want Vegas, too. The right. Raiders would be a really interesting and job. So that's what
2: I'm thinking. As long Look, as Garoppolo's if, not starting. <laughs> if there's right. a market like Ben Johnson to be the head coach of this team, I would go, like, Vegas, Chicago. Yeah, because other than that, man, like, Denver, the Rams. I don't think McVay is going anywhere. Washington, maybe, at 11. I, I do think Riverboat Ron's out after Oh, he's beer. got – no,
0: he, this is – these the are these group. are handpicked guys that were traded by ownership specifically. That is a sign right there that this is it. I think Rivera stays to the end of the year, but I mean if they fired him, I wouldn't be surprised. Washington's going to have a whole new front office. They've already hired a new a head of analytics cuz they had nobody dealing with any analytics there. They've finally caught up to like the basics of the modern NFL. Yeah. They will be a, probably a pretty enticing job too, but it really just depends on whether you think like one if they want to try to give Sam Howell another year. Or if you're a head coaching candidate and you think you can get even more out of Sam Howell, or you know, does Eric Bienimi get the head coaching job? I, I don't it, it really depends on kind of where all this goes the rest of the year. I'll say one thing about the Chicago job though. It kind of feels like a Jim Harbaugh spot. That uh, there's rumors that he's he's got Andy at least Wilder. a former Bears Jim Harbaugh. Looking out of the corner of his eye thinking, you know, just maybe, because he ain't coming back to college. No there's no way. No. This thing's done. Dan Favali on uh, what the James Harden trade means for everyone involved. It's BetMGM Tonight.
1: Tristan, Nick, and Ryan are taking a break to catch up on their bets. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.